Welcome to Good Enough-ish. I'm Brooke Forey. And I'm Amanda Jefferson. We are two organization-loving friends sharing tips, strategies, real-life experiences, and fails of trying to be good enough-ish at everything we juggle in life. I own Indigo Organizing. I help busy people simplify their lives at home and at work. I co-own Curious & Company Creative, a branding design firm, and I created the Balance Bound Planner that helps you get organized and prioritize self-care. You can find us on Instagram at goodenough.ish, and you can find the show notes over at goodenoughish.com. If you have questions, comments, or ideas for future episodes, email us at goodenoughishpodcast at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at 484-440-9498. So let's start the show. Let's do it. Brooke. Amanda. (laughs) It's been a morning. It has. Well, (laughs) we said a while ago we weren't going to record on Mondays and maybe (laughs) this is just reinforcement. Oh, today was such a reinforcement yeah, it's, of why that it's is It's the true. Monday of all Mondays. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. We couldn't get the podcast software to work. Fernando was at an important meeting, so I couldn't call him. But luckily, I just used the Find My Tracker, which I use. I love tracking people. I feel like a bit of a stalker when I do it, I but it is nice it. to see like, okay, you're where you said he was, you were. Yes, he was on his way home, so I was assured that I could call him. He came to the rescue because user error. uh, Oh, (laughs) big time user error. But he felt needed. And I thought that was really nice. I mean, that's what's important. He felt needed. I felt stupid. It's fine. Um, It's. (laughs) You've been here how many hours now? Uh, Hour Hour and a half. It's fine. (laughs) Yeah, it's a Monday. (sighs) Anyway. But my Monday actually started off really well. I had a call. So when I, I ran a promotion for Black Friday for my Organized Everyday class. Yeah, a while and ago. Yes, a while ago. And as part of that, I gave away like a free hour with me to talk about anything. And oh. so I talked this morning about the person that won that free hour. And um, with the person – did I say that right? I talked today. I talked about. I talked to the person. And it was just so lovely Aww. because – you know, it was we, had, we talked about on that call everything that we talk about on our podcast, the mm-hmm. 2020 and doing your future self a favor and adding tools that spark joy. And um, we actually Zoom has this really cool whiteboard feature. Have you ever used this? No, it's really fun. Like you. So I basically could put up the JPEG, the image of the 2020, and I could help her fill in for 2020 for her, for her husband, for her kid. And so it was very productive. And I think she came away. She's a really busy mom with two young kids. And I think she came away feeling like she had a plan in place. And that felt really nice. I love that. Yeah. Aren't those kinds of calls like just so gratifying and satisfying? You're like, I'm doing something good. You're like, look at me. I'm good at this. I'm good at this. Look at me go. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes we need those little little bits of encouragement when you have a Monday like today. Well, it's funny though, because that's one of the reasons I was a little bit frazzled when you were coming in. The call was supposed to end at 11, but I was so in the zone and like having so much fun with her. We didn't get off the call till like 1120, 1125. And I am so like, I'm such a fixer. I just want to be like, can I? I come over. Yeah, I know. Well, because she's talking to me about these, you know, these piles that pile up on her kitchen island and the piles that pile up in the dining room table. And I'm like, if I could just get in there, 
I just oh. well, maybe she'll hire you. Yes. I told her. I'm I mean, like, that is the ultimate goal. We can't I know. just I was give like, away our I skills. know. I was like, save up, honey. Yeah. Hire me. I'll come, I'll come help you. I love it. Mm-hmm. Well, Amanda, we've heard from quite a few people. The Pond's cold cream for the kids <laughs> in sports has been just a wonderful discovery. Because how are people taking it off before? I think just like soap and a washcloth. Brute force. And that is brute force. <laughs> yes, exactly. And that's not a good scene. So our friend who is also named Amanda mm-hmm. said in our Facebook, Brooke, thank you for the Pond's cold cream eye black info. My son is heading into lacrosse tournament season and the eye black is serious. This tip is going to save us a lot of arguing. Yeah. I was like, I just, I felt so good that I was able to share something that's going to save some of that grief. Cause I yes. know like sometimes you get home from a practice or a game and it's like, Everybody's okay, you got to get in the shower. They already don't want to shower. And then having to be like, uh, you didn't get all the eye black. You have like marks on your face. You look filthy. Let's take care of this. Yeah. So this is hopefully just taking one pain point out look of it. Look at you. Yeah. Saving the world. One pond's cream, cold cream at a time. One jar at a one, time. Yep. It's just a delight. <laughs> And I did say to her, like, you know, honestly, any moisturizer or oily type of thing would work in a pinch, um, but it all beats scrubbing with a washcloth. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah. We also got a voicemail from Rebecca, who is a longtime listener of the podcast, if we can say that after a year. Longtime listener. Yeah. She's been like there since day OG. one. Yeah. We're going to listen to her voicemail here. Hi, Brooke and Amanda. This is Rebecca. I am calling for two reasons. Number one, Pond's cold cream. I have readopted it because back in the day, I used to use something that Avon had called Avon's cold cream cleanser, and I was obsessed with it, but they discontinued it, and I have been looking for something to replace it for a long time. So thank you for the recommendation. I have already been through (laughs) two jars of it since I first heard about it on the show. The second thing is um, I just listened to your most recent episode, um, your banter, and I'm so happy to have you both back. Um, The laminating trick that I was taught as a kid that my mom showed me was to buy clear contact paper, and I would laminate the dickens out of everything uh, when I was crafting or making anything for anyone. Um, It's super cheap. It's a few bucks, you know, maybe five bucks for an entire roll. And you can laminate a ton of stuff with it. It doesn't have, like, the stiffness that traditional lamination does, but it definitely does the trick. And you can cut it into just about any size, big or small, that you need. So um, I hope this is helpful, and I hope you both have a great day. That is such a good tip. I forgot about contact paper, that that was a thing. And I didn't know that there was clear contact paper. Yeah. I rem- Do you remember covering books with contact paper in, like, high school? No. I only covered them with paper bags. I feel like there was an in-between phase where it was like, if you didn't use a paper bag, contact paper was like the new hip thing to use. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm excited about this because I feel like I will be a happier person when I have laminating at my fingertips at all times. When you can just laminate all the things. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like this goes in the category of like how I love the brown craft paper for just anything. Yeah. It's so useful for so many things. Contact paper. I'm going to add this to my toolbox. Yeah. Laminating though does present a problem for me because sometimes when I laminate things, it's because I'm saying to myself, we're going to do this new thing. 
we're going to have this chart or mm. we're going to, this is my wake up schedule and I'm going to check it off every day. And just to show the world how serious I am about it, I'm going to laminate it. Yeah. And then you laminate too many things, things. kind like of peter out high expectations. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. But, but I do, I appreciate, yeah, the lamb, I, I love, God, I love a good laminating. <laughs> I do hear what she's saying, though, that it's not going to provide the stiffness, but mm-hmm. you don't always need the stiffness. No, no. <laughs> <Gosh>. <laughs> yeah, we are right. talking about laminating. Yeah. That is what we were talking about. So um, I'm excited about that. And I can't believe she's already been through two jars of that stuff. I mean, that's a lot. They're using it very liberally. I get, I mean, it takes me a while to get through a jar <laughs> of pines. So Rebecca, maybe like just back a little bit on you the, do need to do a youtube video me of this. i do yeah because i feel like maybe people are using too much of it they're not getting the sense of just how little they could use i mean if her kids are using it on their own then you know whatever it's i mean they're gonna just glom let them go. it on yeah there. you know glomming yeah they're gonna glom yeah amanda there's some um also some big news in your world you want to <sighs> share about your tedx talk so the tedx came out it, it is, is live on ted.com and live on the TEDx YouTube channel, which is a really big deal. And it's something I've been waiting for for a long time. You know, most of the other speakers were up within a month after the TED. And I was like, why did yours take so long? Well, it was a compliment because they said, we liked your talk so much that we want to do some more specific marketing around it. And I kept on asking like, how's it going? How's that going? And they were like, we're working on it. We're working on it. And then it finally kind of came out. I don't know what they did to market it, but something happened because it already (laughs) has like 32,000 views. I know. I'm just checking now. Like what is our number up to because you were up to 32,000 views what by day 2? Yeah. That's amazing. I know. So I don't know what they did. Yeah, 32 yep, 32,000 views. It's been 8 days since it was posted. Yeah, That's so great. I would love I want to post the link here and I would love for people to comment because so it's on ted.com and it's on TEDx YouTube. The only place that you can comment on it is TEDx YouTube. Gotcha. So we'll give you that link. But um I have trolls. So you have made it. Like I would like people to comment so that we can push the trolls down to the bottom. Yeah. I believe somebody called me a fascist. Um, strange um yeah strange takeaway. Yeah, and somebody talked about my suit being ill-fitting. Somebody ta- – I can't even remember, but the trolls are a bit active for some reason they on this are. particular video. So I would love for uh, our lis- listeners to get on there and do some non-trolly comments. Yeah, and some of the comments – like I couldn't tell if this was supposed to be an insult or a compliment, but I also thought it was very just like out of nowhere that you sound like Alicia, Alicia Silverstone. Yes. I sound like Cher from Clueless. And then she said, I love it, exclamation point. And I was like, do you? I don't, I don't know. And I do not think you sound like her. Like, like, is it that good? Because she's like a fashion icon and we're talking about fashion. I have no idea. I know. It was just a strange. It it was really confusing. Yeah. Some of them I felt like were perhaps written by like AI bots. Perhaps. Um, And it's funny because some people will comment several times. It'll be like, you know, pants 9064 at 1104 AM said 
whatever. And then the half hour later, Pants0964 comes back and, and they're like, and one more thing. Yeah. They're really She's invested. a fascist. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And so um, I would just love for our listeners to get on there and just, you know, yeah, some just, normal comments would yeah. be fantastic. But I will say, Brooke, that having the TEDx video come out triggered a little bit of body issues again. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's just because seeing yourself on camera, you always look different kind of than what you think that you look like. I feel like I was hyped. Like somebody said in the comments that my suit was ill-fitting and I kind of felt like it a little bit was in the back of my head. And so, you know, we tend to focus a lot on the negative. Um, But I kind of got to a good place this week where I have been frustrated with how much weight I have gained. And so and I want to do something about that. But I'm not going to like hate my body until I do. Yeah. So and I'm not going to fight with my clothes every single day and feel terrible that I'm not fitting in them. So mm-hmm. I went on to TJMaxx.com, which, by the way, did you know that you can order online from TJ Maxx? I did. I have resisted because I, I feel like since that's a store that has so many different brands. Yes. That's that's not a good place for me to shop online. I pretty much there's only a few stores that I will feel comfortable shopping online because it's they sell their own brand. I know the sizing. Yes. I I'm saving myself some frustration. But yes. I do love a good TJ Maxx yes. run. Like to go over by myself, spend a half hour or so going through the racks. Yes. Um, I, I yeah. did order online in the winter for like a little winter update. And I was pleasantly surprised. I ended up keeping almost everything. Nice. So I did a little TJ Maxx shopping. I did a little bit of Target shopping. And I got myself some nice items that fit just fine so that I don't have to fight with my clothes. I know. And... I reached out to another um, TEDx speaker who I met um, when I did my TEDx, a woman named Alana. Um, I, I don't exactly know how to pronounce her last name, but I think it's Vandersluice. I think, I think it's Vanderslice. Vanderslice? Vandersluice. I don't know. Yes, you're right. Okay. Yes. Okay. D- I, I do not Alana, know. Alana, love you. She's lovely. And she also, she actually bought a bunch of the undated daily version of the Balanced Bound Planner to include in her welcome packages to her clients. Yes. Um, So she is an intuitive eating coach. Yeah. And, you know, I just kind of find myself at a crossroads of like, oh, do I want to go back to the calorie counting? Do I want to, you know, she talks a lot about, you know, diet culture and that sort of thing. So I'm going to set up a call with her and just talk about you know, how I can be gentle on myself and yet achieve some of the goals so that I don't have to continue to buy a whole new wardrobe. Yeah, I know. I'm also on the journey of like body acceptance, but also really liking my clothes that don't fit great. And I want them to fit, but what lengths am I willing to go to, to make them fit and accepting that I am a different age from when I maybe bought some of those clothes. And, um, It's just been a hard season of life to exercise. And I have been like just trying to focus on healthy eating and not overindulging and just like recognizing when I'm full. Yeah, that's the whole Um, intuitive eating stuff. Yeah. And really (laughs) my scale, fortunately, um, doesn't have a battery right now. (laughs) And so I'm like, well, I can't even weigh myself if I wanted to. Yeah. So I'm really trying to resist caring or knowing even what the number on the scale is and just focus on health. But yeah, it's just been, it's been a journey. I know. But going back to like buying clothes that make you feel good. I found this dress 
from Loft that I love. And I just generally, their clothes Mm -hmm. are like my color palette. They always Mm. fit me well. They have petite sizes. So that's good for short ladies such as I. Mm -hmm. And I now, this dress that I'm wearing, I actually have it in four different colors now because I'm just like, I'm going for the summer uniform. I'm just trying to wear what's comfortable. Yeah, but it's it's still it's still a struggle. We've got all the messages coming at us every which way. Yes. Yeah. I know. I was getting so frustrated. Like I'm looking in this Land's End catalog because I order a lot of my bathing suits from Land's End. And all of the women in this catalog are thin. Yeah. And it's so frustrating because I feel like Land's End is marketed to an older audience. And mm-hmm. I was just reading all these articles about how much harder it is to lose weight when you're older because of hormones and loss of muscle and all of this kind of stuff. And it's like, oh, come on. Can, you can do better. <laughs> mm-hmm. Do better. You know, like p- yeah. women don't look like this. I, I do have to say, though, um, so we joined a new pool this summer and we've gone a few times already because we've just had some really lovely weather, except for that whole uh, smoke thing coming down from Canada. Jeez. Yeah. That was a whole other thing. Our, our pool yeah, was closed for a few days. Phoebe voice as yeah. a result of. It's, I know. the cleaning. Yeah. Yeah. But I have been it's been lovely to see people kind of. Embrace it. And I know that everyone likely internally does have some of the voices in their head like we do. Like, yeah, we try to be positive and have a great a, a positive body image. And I really I don't talk negatively about my body in front of my daughter or my son because I just try to embrace what I've got. And that's that. But it has been nice to see all different shapes and sizes wearing lovely swimsuits in all different styles and really like embracing it like I'm embracing the two-piece this year will I take my cover-up off yet to be decided (laughs) but I'm just like it's so annoying to wear one piece and then when you have to go to the ladies room (sighs) peeling that thing off and so I'm like I'm wearing a two-piece this year I know this is my first year wearing a two-piece I got um I got like a high rise bikini Mm -hmm. right from old navy no not old navy Target. Same, right? I wonder if we have the same one. It's almost very sporty. The top has kind of like a sporty feel yes, to it. Yes, mine too. We're going to have oh. to compare compare styles here. I got this really cute top, but then the bottoms was where I like bought nine different black oh, yeah. bikini bottoms and I decided which ones I liked best. Uh-huh. And I'm like, this it's good enough-ish. Yes. I am tired of like just hiding my body behind a one-piece swimsuit that causes a lot of friction. Like, yeah, because it's all about just owning it. And yeah. like, if you strut your stuff around that pool, like you're super confident. I know you're not going to I'm maybe not strutting. You're not strutting. But, but like, my... hold your head up high. Yeah. You know? And it has been like, that was one thing that I noticed at like the Taylor Swift concert. And um, side note, I was in Atlantic City yesterday for something I'll, I'll talk about later. But just seeing people just again, not strutting, but just like being comfortable in themselves. When I feel like when we grew up in the nineties, it was like, you had to be a very certain size and look to quote unquote, get away with certain styles. Now it's just like, you do you, you do you. And that's how it should always be. But I hope that we are all embracing that a little bit more. And I do feel encouraged seeing some of the younger women really just embracing like this is my body and I am going to wear what I feel comfortable in and I am not dressing for anyone else yes and the thing that I will also say too that reminded me of when I said strut your stuff is a reminder about posture yes because I have been noticing lately as I've been worried about my weight I'll look at myself in the mirror and I'll be like oh 
And I'm like, my shoulders are slumped. And I think too, like when I'm heavier, it's almost like I'm trying to hide. I'm Mm -hmm. trying to get smaller and I feel less confident. But same person, I stand up, I stick, like stretch your body out a little bit instead of like, uh, you know, just feeling more confident. So even just standing up in the mirror and just standing up straight and being like, all right, girl, Doing a, power, doing a power pose. Doing a little power pose. Yeah. I remember our friend Caitlin taught me about the power pose. Like when she would go into a big work meeting yes. or something, like she would look in the mirror and do the power pose and you just kind of get in that mindset that yes. like this is going to be awesome and I am great. Correct. And I am an expert. Yes. I am an expert. I am wearing bikinis. <laughs> not um, so sure about that. I'm not expert status. Yet. I'm an expert. And let's be clear. Mine is not a bikini by any standards. It is a two-piece. <laughs> I, I feel like a bikini is a very specific Teeny weeny. Polka dot bikini. Did I ever tell you the story about this song? Oh my gosh. What? So when I was three, I was in my first dance recital. Well, uh-huh. I was, no. I was in a dance class for the first time, mm-hmm. and the number was going oh, to be God. Itsy Bitsy Teeny Winnie Yellow Polka Dot Bikini, and my mother <sighs> withdrew me from that class and told the dance teacher, like, it is not appropriate I for a three-year-old to get up there on stage in a yellow bikini and getting applause from an audience, and, like, the oh. dance teacher, like, kind of laughed it off, whatever, and, of course, I didn't no, at this age, it was just like, whatever, you're not going there anymore. And my mom found a different dance studio for me to go love to it. in the Fran, future. Fran. But I'm like, early lessons in feminism, Fran. I love Reason I 100, love 695 to love Fran. I mean, she's the best. Yeah, she yeah. really is. She really is. So, yeah. yeah, you know, but I feel like that wouldn't happen today. No one would put a bunch of three. I mean, <laughs> maybe, maybe it does happen today, but like – Anyway, it'd be cringe. And now we're 42 and like, I'm wearing my bikini. But, <laughs> you know, but it's our own choice. It is our choice. Although I would like to get some applause <laughs> for it. Like, hey, everyone. Maybe friend should do a do-over of that. Maybe we should get you up on stage in a teeny weeny no. yellow oh, polka dot bikini. No, and thank applaud. you. No. A reasonably um, <laughs> modest two-piece. high-waisted high-waisted yeah, bikini is modest like a real, real stretch for what I'm putting on. Same. Same. <laughs> Okay, Uh, let's take a little break. Let's do it. We'll be back. Okay. You're listening to the Good Enough-ish podcast with Amanda Jefferson and Brooke Forey. Visit goodenoughish.com for show notes with information from each episode, as well as links to all the places where you can find us on the internet. Now back to the show. We are back. Amanda, we're back. And this topic comes um, from a request from one of our listeners. Listener. My friend Adam, you know who you are. And this is it's funny because this has also been on my mind. And so I was like, ooh, this is very timely and we should talk about it. He wanted to know, you know, our good enough-ish approach to kids' sports and activities and involvement in general. I feel like, I mean, our generation of kids are no strangers to just having like every option at their fingertips. Um, and sometimes that means that we as parents are perhaps over scheduling them, over involving them. But, you know, we're trying to find this happy medium of our kids being happy and 
involved in the things that bring them joy or that they're interested in figuring out if it brings them joy. We want to give our kids opportunities, but it's a slippery slope because you can reach a point where, you know, a kid might start resenting those sports and activities before they've really had a chance to develop and decide if it's something they truly want to do. So, um, yeah, just kind of throwing it out there. What, what's, what are you feeling? Yeah. That's been such an interesting journey for us because, um, you know, we've talked about Gretchen's four tendencies before, and I think that Isabel is a rebel slash Mm -hmm. questioner. Mm -hmm. And so she really doesn't like, and it might be the ADHD too. She fights a lot against the structure of a lot of these things. So for example, like she's always been kind of a hippie kid that just wants to be free. So like an hour of open swim is much more her style than like swimming lessons. Mm -hmm. Like I would watch her, you know, when they would be like, okay, get in a row of five and first Jimmy's going to do a lap and then Miguel's going to do a lap. And then, and she would be like, oh my God, like waiting for her turn. Yeah. And like soccer, we do the same drills every time, mom, or ballet, we do the same stretches every time. So she would get really bored really mm-hmm. fast. And all she wanted to do was just kick the ball or jump around or whatever. So we've done, oh my gosh, we've done gymnastics, we've done basketball, we've done karate, we've done the whole thing. And I tend to land on the side of not forcing something if I feel like she's not enjoying it because I feel like at the end of the day, it's all about enjoying. Yeah. And, um, but I do, I would love her to find something that she really enjoys because I think that it does help with just like exercise and, um, teamwork and, you know, meeting other kids and just being more active. Um, you know, sometimes I pass the softball ball fields and the soccer fields and the baseball fields and kind of wish that we were out there and hanging out. Um, but yeah, I, I've been more on the, like, just like experimenting, but if it doesn't work out, just kind of letting it go. Yeah, I know. Well, and I think kids are starting sports so much earlier than right. our generation I don't remember. Did. I mean, I, sports. When yeah, I was like I'm sure there was t-ball, but this whole idea, like I always tell this story a few years ago, um, I think Graham was going into kindergarten and it was going to be, or no, he was in kindergarten and we were going to try baseball for the first time. So mm-hmm. he was, what, he had just turned six. Mm-hmm. And a parent who had older boys who had like been through baseball and, you know, done all the things was like, oh, he didn't play t-ball? <laughs> He's going to be behind. And I was like, you didn't start baseball in the womb. Six. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think it's okay if he's not starting baseball until now. And now look at him. He's 10 and like, he's obsessed with baseball. And we're trying to find a balance of like letting him do this thing that he loves, but we're not, we're letting him lead. Right. Obviously, like we're not pushing anything. Like he was invited to play this summer, like district league B team and he was so excited about it. So obviously we're going to do it, but there, you know, I, I never want him to feel like he has to. Right. We're always going He's to He's enjoying make him it and he wants yeah. to and that's awesome. And I've seen kids that don't start playing until they're eight and they still do great. And it's like the pressure that our society puts on kids starting young, if they're going to like, quote unquote, make something of it. Like what? Right. They're children. And yeah. it is, I mean, while- 
I've seen him work really hard and cultivate his skills. And like, he has so much more confidence now and he's really good. I love watching him play. Yeah. We are not in this. So he makes the major leagues or even that he plays in college someday. I'm like one year at a time, as long as he is enjoying it, it, gets him physically active. It's a game that he loves the strategy behind. Whereas like he played soccer and was like, it is just so much running back and forth. Mm -hmm. I don't enjoy this. Mm -hmm. Like, great. You don't ever have to play soccer again. Like he was the one that kind of wanted to test it out. And we encouraged him to try something new since, you know, we didn't want him to only play one sport and make him feel like that was all he was allowed to do. We're like, no, you're yeah, you're welcome to try something. Don't feel like because you didn't start it when you were six that you can't try soccer when right. you're 10. Like, no, if you want to do it, we'll find the team for you. Um, but it is really hard to make sure that you're checking in with your kids. Like, is this something you're still enjoying? Right. Yes, there are times when he comes home completely exhausted. And yesterday he had two baseball games for this summer tournament. I don't even know how that's possible. But he was okay with it. But it's like being really in tune with, is this just generally feeling exhausted because it was a long day and they need to relax? Or is this, I don't want to do this anymore. How many innings do they play in this age? They play six innings. Oh, okay. Um, If they go over, it's because it's a tie and and they're... (laughs) I will say it's really funny as a little side note. Um, Paige also played baseball this year. She was the only girl on our team. Mm-hmm. Um, our little league is it's co-ed, but usually a lot of the girls end up going over to softball by the time they're seven, eight, mm-hmm. nine years old. Um, so there was fewer girls in in her age group. And she was the only girl on the team. And did they win the championship? Yes, they yes, did. Yes, they did. So the child who does not care and was like, do I get a trophy either way? <laughs> but her championship game went to 10 innings oh, because it was tied. Like, we all kept looking at each other like, are they just going to keep end. going until like at some point do we just call it and say right. it was a tie and they both won the championship? We did eventually get to Ugh. the lead in, in the 10th inning and, and her team won. Um, but yeah, I mean, 10 innings of baseball Ugh. was two and a half hours oh, yeah. for a bunch of seven and eight-year-olds. I know. And the thing is, too, with trying all this different stuff that's been challenging for us, too, is it's expensive. Oh, my gosh. Every single new thing that you try to introduce them to, whether it's the violin or whether it's karate or whether it's baseball, is like 200 250 bucks at least. Yeah. I try to remind myself um, that I can create opportunity for my kids. And when they say that there's something they're interested in, present them with the option of like, okay, here is what kind of time commitment it's going to be for you to try this thing. But I try to really take a step back and ask myself, am I trying to create this opportunity because Uh, it's a personal thing about something I never got to try. Like I never got to take piano lessons. Mm -hmm. Paige has mentioned piano and I started looking into piano lessons Mm -hmm. and then I mentioned it to her again and she was like, eh. Right. So I was like, okay, am I now pushing this because she asked once and I feel like I have to live vicariously through her and make sure that she gets that piano experience that I never got? I know. It's so tricky because it's like, for example, I as as an adult would love to learn to play the piano. In fact, one of our listeners, Liss, is like playing the piano now and taking lessons and things like that as as an adult, which I think is amazing. But 
I really enjoyed the piano, but when I was little, I got piano lessons and I was forced to practice and Mm -hmm. I hated it. Mm -hmm. And it made me really not like the piano. Mm -hmm. And so, because like when you're little and you're playing piano, you're playing like, I was playing like, I don't know, rock of ages cleft for me, like some Christian, I don't even know. And it was like, it was not... You know, now I'd like to learn how to play like Ed Sheeran. You know what I mean? Like, so it was interesting. Like it soured me Mm -hmm. on the piano Mm -hmm. in an odd way because I felt like I was forced to do it. So I don't know. I think one of the other things that we were talking about when we were thinking about this topic too was summer camps. Oh, yeah. And I really appreciated this article um, that came out in the Washington Post and I'll share it in the show notes, how I'm making a no camp summer work for my kids uh, because we are not doing camp this summer either because I think Isabel is kind of over camp and Fernando is mostly going to be home this summer um, as he's kind of transitioning positions and things. So like, so this is what she says that I love. I can ignore the countdown to registration emails because my kids at 10 and 14 are over day camp. It's fine with me. If I never see another sopping wet tie-dye shirt in a Ziploc bag, that's a win. On the flip side, I have no summer childcare. I work from home, which helps matters. But as summer loomed, I knew I would need to find a way to balance the uninterrupted time I need to write with the attention they need and the fun I want to have with them. So it was really interesting because she said she devised a plan. She woke up early. She was going to work in her office from six to nine every weekday morning. But what she found was that schedule only lasted two weeks because she found she didn't need to. She realized after several several days, she said, I was blissfully alone for chunks of time each afternoon while they were off with their friends or happily hanging out at home. They didn't mean, need me to be their camp counselor all day. Yeah. And so that's really how I'm thinking about this summer with Isabel. For us, like we need a break from the running out the door every morning. Mm. She loves to sleep in late. It's hard to get her like we just need a break from all of that so I don't want to be dragging her out of bed to be like get up you have to go have fun somewhere at a place that I've paid $250 for you to have fun if she wants that's a bargain no yeah exactly (laughs) if she wants to sleep in late and I can get work done and then we go to the pool later and she gets that exercise and outdoor time like that's fine yeah we're also limiting summer camps this year Last year, my kids did not love the camps that I had signed them up for, which also let's go back to the fact that you have to be looking for and figuring out your camp schedule in in January. January. That's what this lady is saying. I just got through Christmas. Yeah. I'm taking down the Christmas lights and figuring out summer camps. It's exhausting. And paying in full for some of these camps that are, I mean, it is so expensive and there's a lot of privilege behind it. There's also a lot of privilege in being able to say, we're not doing camps. My kids are staying home because I have a flexible schedule. I mean, let's just be clear that all of this is very, very hard, no matter if you're coming, no matter what place of privilege you're coming from. Um, But I will say this year we are trying out because Graham is 10 now. He's kind of past the summer camp. Because the thing is, as they get older, I feel like the summer camps become more like focused on one thing, like basketball camp, Mm -hmm. gymnastics camp. And hey, I might like gymnastics, but I don't want to do it for eight hours a day, five days a week. I don't want to do the same thing. Like, you know what I mean? Even my job, like no one can tell me to do the same thing eight hours a day, five days a week. Like, 
Yeah. No, that's hard when they're for little, adults it's and like kids. jump in the lake and it's like a lot more just kind of all over the place. But as they're older, I agree. Like, cause Graham's, he's 10 now. So he's 10, he's 10. and Paige is seven. Yes. And it's like, so we just, we made the decision. Yes. I want to have those slow mornings. My kids still wake up early. They need, Isabel needs to teach them how to sleep in. Well, they need um, to teach her how to go to bed early. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we'll find a nice balance there, but I want them to have slow mornings. I want them to have room for boredom. Yeah. I want to say you can wake up, you can have a little bit of screen time or TV, and then until the babysitter gets here at 11, you be bored. You figure out how to fill your time. Yeah. Um, Graham will sit there with his baseball cards for an hour, like reorganizing. I'm like, great. Great. Paige will play with her Barbie dream house. She will get out her stuffed animals. And we made like a disco dance party for her stuffed animals the other day. Great. Great. Um, so I am really trying to lean into a slow, bored, creative yeah. summer, yes. a, a restful summer. So we have our pool membership, our babysitter who, um, uh, like side note, she is the daughter of my oldest friend. She mm. is 17. She just graduated from high school. And it's so a very, it's like a very full circle moment for me having Aww. like this amazing teenager come into our lives and, and just kind of like take the kids lead. Like she's going to have some projects and little things up her sleeve. Yes. We did that a couple years ago. Yeah. <sighs> my unicorn babysitter, Erica, who was like, you know, I think just got finished her sophomore year at Westchester or something. And she would just take Isabel like strawberry picking or they mm-hmm. would go have boba tea or go to the pool or go to a park. And it was lovely. And so while it's a it's a privilege for us to only need a babysitter 20 hours a week, we are saving so much money by not having these crazy expensive camps yes. that my kids didn't even enjoy. And, and like drag them out of bed for Yes. Last year, the camp that I signed the kids up for the majority of the time, it you had to be there at 830 or they like closed the gate. You had to go in another entrance. And I was like, hey, guys. Yeah. I was like the one day we got there, like at 831, they were closing the gate. And I was like, no, I was like, it is 831. You are going to let us in this. I would throw a temper tantrum at that gate. And honestly, we didn't even at that point, like the doors for our kids' school doesn't open until exactly. 8.40. I'm like, camp is starting even earlier no. than school. What am I doing? And what I is understand this? that there are certain parents that they need the camp. But, Absolutely. But, but fine. That's why I love the camps. Like, for example, there's a camp that I was looking at that starts at like 9.30, but then they have morning care if you yes. need to drop them off earlier than that. Where's totally the camp can. that that's 11 to 4? Exactly. That's the one I need. So we're making that ourselves with our babysitter. Yeah. And, and But it just... It all, I definitely had a little bit of FOMO on behalf of my kids, fear of missing out. Like I'm hearing about all of these great art camps and this sports camp and X, Y, Z. And I really have to remind myself, yeah. you know, I'm creating different opportunities yes. for them. We don't have to keep up with the Joneses Different here. experiences. They are going to find and create their own joy, whether it's in the form of a wet tie-dye t-shirt in a <laughs> we can make our own tie-dye t-shirts <laughs> uh, but i am excited to explore and maybe this will be for next year a sleep away camp for mm. isabel did you do sleep away camp i did not my niece <gasps> is doing this for the first time ever and it's just one week but i'm I very excited on her behalf wait, i know i love sleep away camp and i think i might have started doing it when I was even nine or 10. Wow. Yeah, because we went, it was through my church. It was called Camp Pacomath in Maryland, still exists. 
therapists and oh my gosh, it was so much fun. And we would stay in these cabins with the bunk beds. And we always had um, like exchange students that were our camp counselors. And they were always so cool because, you know, they were 17 and tan and from Australia and they all seemed very tall. (laughs) I mean, that just seems like the ultimate like coming of age experience if you can provide that. I had my first kiss at summer camp. Yeah. Yeah. That's a story for another time. I feel like did we tell yeah, did, did we tell the story? I, I mean I mean we're we'll not save it for another okay, time. We'll save that for another time. Case, yeah. But I am excited for Isabel to maybe do that next year. Yeah. So I need to start thinking about that. I think it's just all about striking the balance and making sure we were, we're providing some experiences, but also providing like the fact that the understanding for our kids that yeah, you are gonna miss out on some things because you can't do it all. Yeah. And we're figuring that out as adults. Like I cannot do every, and I I cannot go to every single social invitation that falls into my lap. I cannot do all of the volunteer. You're you're a well, you're a a sought after woman. I mean, I truly am. And there's a way to be well-rounded without doing all of the things. Yeah. So I think it's a reminder for the grownups and the kids. I'm excited for this summer. I'm excited to not do the morning rush. And I'm really hoping it feels long. Mm-hmm. You know how a lot of summers just feel short that you're thinking ahead like, oh my God, I can't wait till it's summer and then it's over. I want it to feel long. Well, and I, because I feel like we were just rushing through like the yes. camp drop-offs and the things last summer. Not yeah, it, it did not feel not doing long it. and slow and enjoyable. Yeah. So. Here's to a slow summer. Here is to that. All right. Well, we'll take a little break. And then we'll be back for Sparking Joy and Future Self. Okay. Okay. Hey, listeners, Amanda here. One of the best ways to support this podcast is by leaving positive ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts. If you're on an iPhone, find that purple podcast app, search for Good Enough-ish, scroll down to the ratings and reviews sections to tap five stars and write your own review. You might even get a shout out on the show. Your support means so much and will help new listeners find us. Thanks so much. Now back to the show. We're back. We're back. And Amanda. I'm already giggling so hard. This is one of those things that I saw in the notes. (laughs) I was like, I'm going to need more information. So Amanda, tell me what's sparking joy for you. So something that you and a lot of people don't know about me is that I love house music. Yeah, this is not something I've known about you. I love so techno and house music are kind of different things. I like both of them. I always have. It might have had something to do with my alternative phase in high school. Tell me what makes them different from each other. All right, Brooke. I'm going to need a quick Google search okay, for that because to but, me they are both like very continuous beat. Okay. If there's lyrics to a song, they're very repetitive, mm-hmm. mostly like a chorus, not not a ton of other content. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, let me explain it to you. And okay. this is what I this is this is sort of the technical explanation, but this is what I would have said in my mind. Okay, <laughs> techno is faster. It has like a faster tempo. Okay, and house music tends to have, which tech house music tends to have really um, intense beats. Okay. But slower than techno. Right. So 
Who is making up these rules? Right. So techno. So when I was growing up, you know, I lived kind of close to the beach and near Rehoboth Beach, Delaware. And there was this club there that you could go to. I, I, uh, was it under 18? I think you could be under 18. And it was called Accelerate. <laughs> X-L-R-8. Um, that's the a license plate if I've never seen one. I yeah. would not be surprised if there is a teen in the mill. If there is someone my age who was a teen there in that area that has an Accelerate tattoo. Oh, I would not be surprised. <laughs> but it was where the cool kids went. Mm-hmm. And it was alternative and techno. Mm-hmm. I loved it. Okay. And... In college and in D.C., we used to go clubbing a lot, Mm -hmm. and I loved techno and house music. So I am always – so when I do power walking, Mm -hmm. I love to power walk to house music because it's like – it just like pumps you up like crazy. So I'm always trying to find the perfect house song, and (laughs) you're so shocked right now. And (laughs) – you found I, it. I hate the name of the song. I hate the name of it's, the song. You got to share it but now. Brooke, Brooke, the song is called Booty Bounce. Yes, it is. The song is called Booty Bounce, and it is apparently by a guy who I have no idea how to pronounce his name. Tajamo, maybe? If I were saying it in Spanish, I would say Tujamo. Okay. But he's German. Okay. So not that. Who knows? Okay. A lot of the house music is produced by like DJs. What I love about house music and what I discovered last week was, you know, we've talked recently about that burnout book that I'm reading about mm-hmm. closing the stress cycle. Mm-hmm. This song, Booty Bounce, allows me to close the stress cycle because it is impossible for you to put it on and me not to lose my mind and dance. Okay. Brooke, let me explain to you. So house music, it's a little bit like a roller coaster. It has a build. Oh, sure. Right? So it's like, like so you're building. What was that one song? Sorry. No. I just interrupted. But yeah. Um, uh, now I can't think You're of thinking it. of it. Sorry, please cut that part out. That was embarrassing. No, I'm not um, cutting it out. Um, there's a build. There's a build. Yes. Yes. I, yes. You know exactly what I know song it, I'm I know about. it exactly. Oh my gosh. I'm so sorry, listeners. That listeners. was embarrassing. Listen to me though. You guys are going to put on Booty Bounce and you're you're either going to love it or you're hate it. Booty Bounce has, th- and I'm doing this in front of Isabel while driving. Of course. Losing my mind. And it has three builds. Because you have a captive audience. Like my, my kids. Yeah hate when I dance in the car, but they can't go anywhere. No, they can't. But Isabel was shocked because she's never seen me like this. It has three builds and you get to the top of the build, like when you feel like you can't take it anymore. And then it just drops and these crazy beats just start. And I remember going clubbing and like people would go insane when those beats would drop. Mm -hmm. So I just got to tell you, I feel like booty bounce, it's going to be like my daily like meditation. Okay. You know, this might be um, our most, um, <laughs> what's the word I'm looking for? Controversial? Spark- Joy Sparker? Wow. I wish we could had the rights to play the song on this podcast, but we don't. But we will certainly link to yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, there's basically sure everybody- one lyric. Yeah. And it's, let me see that booty bounce. Of course it is. <laughs> okay. Okay. I can't wait for you guys to listen wow. to this and tell are, me what you, you and think. I are listening to it as soon as we stop recording. Oh, it's amazing. Okay. Wow. My same. future self a favor is super. <laughs> 
There's nowhere to go from there. There's no silly after this. All right. Well, maybe no. I think booty bounce is the sillier <laughs> thing, but okay. All right, go for it. What are you doing to do your future self a favor? So, <laughs> wow. Talk about a pivot. Um, so I was talking to someone the other day and they were saying, oh, I don't have Apple TV Plus right now, but I have to sign up for it so I can binge watch Ted Lasso, the latest yes. season, which is the which final I season, which is watching right now. So wonderful. Yes. And I, yeah, I'm so sad it's over, but I'm probably going to rewatch. Um, but I was reminded that if you have the Target Circle app, and you don't have to pay anything to have the app. Mm-hmm. I And you don't have to have a Target Red card, but I do because I loved saving my 5%. Mm-hmm. But double check in the Circle app, there is usually an offer for free Apple TV Plus for three months. Mm. You can be someone who has a username but is not currently subscribed and mm. still take advantage of this trial. So right now, like we canceled Apple TV Plus like six months ago because I thought we don't have any new shows on there right now. Let's wait until Ted Lasso comes back. Mm-hmm. We'll resubscribe. So I tested this out to okay. see if the circle target circle offer would work for me, even Ooh, though I, I have I a login. It. I see it right now. And it worked. <gasps> four can, months. I'm four getting months. four months. So you four. can redeem it even if you've been a past hmm. um, subscriber. So if if nothing else, if you're looking, oh no, sorry, Apple Fitness is free. Oh, for four okay, months. but sorry, yeah, sorry, so sorry. there's a bunch of Apple. There's Apple Fitness. There's Apple TV Plus. Apple Music. Mm-hmm. Um, News Plus free for three three months. If you're someone that likes to do, um, you know, get their the Apple brand news, whatever, on your um, Apple device. Anyway, just check Target Circle. Check the app. It's very easy to redeem the deal. And it can be something that like you cancel Apple TV Plus today. And then with your next billing cycle, like whenever that ends, just go give yourself maybe one or two day window, go into the Target Circle app, resubscribe, and it should work. Whoa. So that is how you're all going to that's a hack right there. Doing your future selves a favor by remembering that. That's yeah. a hack, and a lot. Another hack that some people don't know about is that for some, if you have an AT and T cell phone plan, mm-hmm. HBO Max mm-hmm. is oftentimes included in your AT and T cell phone plan. But a lot of people are also playing paying separately for HBO Max. Well, now yeah. it's called Max. I have never paid for Max, so I think we got it Correct. through some sort of Apple some device. Some people don't know that, no. and so they're paying for it. You're paying. For it. Yeah, like we just keep getting it. I'm like, okay, I don't think I've ever it's paid for this. Your but it's, AT&T plan. Yes, it's part of the plan. Yes. So yeah. Right, money guys. saving tip there. This has been you guys know the assignment right now. The assignment is very clear. Listen <laughs> to booty bounce. <laughs> I may get the rights to it and have it be the opener for Good Enoughish Podcast. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> That is going to end our podcasting relationship Let with each other. see that good enough-ish. Amanda, <laughs> please stop. <laughs> okay, okay, this was fun. Talk to you next week. Talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Good Enough-ish. We will be back each week with new topics, stories, tips, and personal experiences, as well as some good old friendly banter and lots of laughter. Don't forget to find us on Instagram at goodenough.ish. Email us at goodenoughishpodcast at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at 484-440-9498 with questions, comments, or ideas for future episodes. 
Thanks for listening. Bye.